long do you think on average people from the time that they realize that they have to go pee to the time that they actually go pee? Welcome to the Dear Life I'm In podcast. (laughs) Uh, I am Lucianne Crenshaw. My friends call me Lou and I am joined by my best friend, Chantel Dayton. Hey, what's up? About (laughs) pee. Uh, just the things I think about sometimes, but yes, I am Chantel Dayton, and yeah. uh, thanks for joining us for episode four. Yes, uh, we are really excited that you're here and that you're listening, and um, totally, we've got more exciting things to talk about than just how long you hold your pee. <laughs> Although, but we could probably make a show of it. We probably could. Yeah, <laughs> and why we do, and why we feel like we can't go, or. Are we holding on to things that we need to let go of? Oh my gosh. Okay, now now we're just getting a little <laughs> little deep. <laughs> you know, girl, is how we roll. Oh my gosh, right? Um, yeah, so today, today's podcast, we are um so our our overall goal of of this of people listening is that one they feel inspired, right? That they uh that they feel really a challenged. Yeah, they feel a little yeah. challenged. Um, that they will tune in and kind of really look at like how they how they feel about themselves, about their bodies, about uh, they could identify the relationship that they have with their bodies and other people, and um, that they really do like go after life and yeah. all that it has, right? Yes. And so, like from the ups and the downs, and be able to feel present during all of what life has to offer. Yeah. Right? You're alive. Act like it. Act like it. It's our like our little hmm. bumper stickers. I've seen some stickers around. I've seen town some those. stickers that we made about that. We even yeah. have some T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to talk about uh, the conversation of uh, contribution mm-hmm. and uh, our uh, our definition. Our own. It's not Webster's. It's our own. Um, is playing the significant and purposeful lead role in the story of uh, your life and Bam. whether or not you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how you know if you are or what is keeping you from it. Once you really can say, acknowledge like, yes, there is, there is a role that, that, uh, that my life plays in this world. And what is it? You're like the queen of analogies. <laughs> I'm like the queen of a whiteboard with like charts and mm-hmm. lines and You're getting better at analogies. Yeah, I'm I'm trying. You are. You're you're getting better. And I've I've been known to pull up a tic tac toe chart every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> we call that a hashtag. The hashtag. Um But I you have such a great analogy, Chantel, of um of what when we first started talking about this, um, you had this great analogy. So would you share it with us <laughs> and how, how you see contribution to be? I would be happy to. Um, so when, when we, we write it on the, the big chalkboard that we have in here when we talk about it in camp, and it always says, it, the word that really sticks out to me is role. And mm. so like what, like, like the, role or like, role, <laughs> role, as in like uh, who is playing that role, mm. and and so if if you read the definition, if you even if you say or hear the definition, and you say like okay, so my life plays a role, a purposeful and significant role. Like, am I playing? Am I playing that role? Am I really stepping into that? Do I believe that it is purposeful and significant? Do I believe that I am purposeful and I am significant? And and so it brought it brought to to my attention of like wow like if if you were watching a movie, and like let's say, and I think I'm thinking of Batman. If you were watching Batman, <laughs> and Batman was missing. Like he was just gone. Everybody else played. You thought about Batman before you thought about Mission Impossible. I know. Shh! Don't tell. Don't tell anybody. Chantel <laughs> is a really big Tom Cruise fan. <laughs> Maybe Tom Cruise will come on our podcast. 
and we I'll could let talk you just about interview him. There we go, and we could talk about how he does his own stunts mm-hmm. because yeah. I'll say Tom Cruise Mission Impossible, and the response is always, "But he does his own stunts." stunts. I mean, come on, <laughs> the Mission Impossible movies are just classic. They're such good uh, action movies. I mean, and you like you will know as you know a six degree black belt, you would know what a great you know like is that a good action scene or is it kind of fake yeah for me i'm like i don't know that looked like a cool move but like is that a real move or is that an advanced move or (laughs) is that fake i don't really know because i was a soccer player uh not not a six degree black belt not a six degree black belt yeah okay so let's that's okay so just for the sake of uh my love for mission impossible Mm -hmm. so let's say those of you that love Mission Impossible understand this. If Ethan Hunt, there we go, this is better, was not in in any of the movies, and I'm not saying that somebody would replace him. I'm not saying that you have somebody else replacing Ethan Hunt. I'm saying like he just he's just gone from the movie because that's your life. Because that's your life, not my life. My life mm-hmm. isn't Mission Impossible, but <laughs> but your life is the movie and yeah. the lead role. Yeah, your so you're you. so you're in a in a movie there's obviously a bunch of different roles, right? There are there's the lead role, there is there's there's the bad guy, there's the good guy, there are the extras, there are um but obviously the extras even have a life too, but that's not what the the movie is highlighting. The movie is highlighting the one that one person, that role or their their role in in whatever the movie is about and so we look at that and if if ethan hunt wasn't in mission impossible he everybody would be wondering where the heck he is like everybody would it wouldn't just like life just wouldn't go on right there would be something that would be missing and it would be his role like his life and so sometimes we just see like yeah it's just a body it's a person yeah because Chantel it's a movie like come on Mm -hmm. but really when we take that parallel and you look at it in life and you say like okay but my life is not an action movie I'm not in (laughs) Mission Impossible nor am I you know getting paid the amount that uh, Tom Cruise is to play Ethan Hunt you know so you can look at all the funny things and all the jokes that are that could go along with it but you insert like really like my life is my because you have like you affect other people Mm -hmm. like your life affects other people and so it you can affect them in positive ways or in not so positive ways and but when be a blessing or you can be a bummer you can be a bummer (laughs) yeah it's so true and so but when when i'm not here I am, I'm gone. Like, and nobody, there is another life that can be, but it's not going to be my life. It's not going to be me and who I am. And so I will be missing. And so it's, when you look at that, most people are like, ah, well, if I don't, if I don't do that, if, if I don't do that job, somebody else will, Mm -hmm. you know, if I don't do this, somebody else will do it. And somebody else will do it, but they Mm -hmm. wouldn't do it in the way that you would do it and you are you Mm -hmm. and even what we were talking about um you know in the last episode unfortunately not unfortunately for some people like it might feel unfortunate but you you're significant whether you like it or not Mm -hmm. right you Mm -hmm. you have purpose whether you know what it is right now and you're 85 years old or you're 10 years old listening to this and you can't wait to figure that out or you already know what it is Mm -hmm. um but ultimately seeing that every single one of us has a significant and purposeful lead role in our lives we all Mm -hmm. have a significant and purposeful like place in this world and that is to do what other people can't do you and i run a business together but the things that we do they are not the same they are completely different and that's what makes part of uh, Camp 17 and what we do so magical is that I don't try to play your role and you don't try to play mine Mm -hmm. because that would be so weird. Because I have no ball skills. 
<laughs> and I have no karate skills. <laughs> you see me with a soccer ball and it's really embarrassing. Uh, but kind of fun. It's yeah, all the same. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, sorry. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it went from like really serious to... See me? Yeah, yeah, but that's fun. <laughs> yeah, like if yeah. you've seen me do a kata, well, it's really bad. Actually, that came up in my memories the other day on Facebook. Remember when you taught me Gicho Hyang Ilbu? Ilbu. Yeah. And then we did it side by side on a video <laughs> and I put them side by side because I wanted to see <laughs> oh my gosh people are like wow Chantel you're so good at karate I'm like yeah I've been doing it for like 30 years I know right? and they're like like I should be good at it if I've been doing it for 30 years yeah or or how sometimes uh, you know when we a couple episodes ago we talked about perfectionism and people you know ladies that come into the gym and do camp 17 with us and the first day you teach them how to punch they're all disappointed that they don't look like you and i'm like yeah if you yeah, can look you like me on your first that. time yeah yeah like you worked hard for for that skill and for it to look that awesome yeah. you actually did the work and so sometimes i look at that and i'm like gosh how arrogant to think that i would look like you punching on my first day of punching and yet I get so disappointed and annoyed with myself that I'm not and I'm like wait a second this is this is gonna take a long time yeah. if ever yeah yeah it's totally like the fruit of the journey yeah you know that you see and sometimes when we do get to places where we're like with with people in what they do and then you see how good they are at something you're like ah oh, but it's the fruit of the journey and but I'm like experience. you or it's it's like when people even talk about um, like people who have like really nice bodies and they've got, um, you know, like a lot of muscle and like, you know, the, it was the swirl around CrossFit there for a while where you had these these ladies that were just like real buff and they just looked so good. And then ladies who like are like average as far as like fitness is concerned they aren't or straight off the couch yeah or straight off the couch you're like Ooh, i don't want to go and lift weights because if i lift i don't want to look like that and it's like hey you don't have the discipline to look like that <laughs> yeah. you don't you don't day you, in and day out yeah it is what you, they you don't have you don't have the discipline and yeah. so it's like if, to train the way they do to eat mm -hmm. the way they do to sleep the way they do to recover the way they do you know, yeah, and yeah. just to assume that you are <laughs> that you're gonna look like that just because you just start working out one day and you're not gonna make any changes, it is like, sorry, yeah, it is not that is not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's the same thing with kicking and punching. Like if you go and just like punch in your garage for a couple hours, like a couple days a week, you're still not gonna get might hold your own that. in a street fight, but uh, yeah, 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 and you might get a good sweat <laughs> and a good workout, but. So it's just, it's so, it's so funny, yeah. but we do, we look at that and we want, we want it to look different. But then in, you also will have the patience in other things that I won't. Yeah. And so that's the beauty of, of even just like being significant and. Wait, and, so wait, wait, wait. So you just said something. So what you're saying is that we're not all actually supposed to be the same and just like each other. We're actually supposed to look like ourselves. That is very true. Well, but how can I like you and get along with you if you're not the same as me? Well, welcome to the world. <laughs> well, it's starting not to be a world like that. It's starting to be like, unless you're like me, mm -hmm. we can't get along. I know. It's so true. Or unless you, or even just a conversation of perfectionism. When everybody does things the way that I want them done, mm -hmm. but then my opinion of how things are supposed to be done are completely subjective to me. Yeah. And then what happens is then we're all... Look at us. It, we're like, and then what happens? And then... <laughs> Our hands it's and so eyebrows true. are all over the place right it's, now. It's like it, <sighs> you get a little... You don't get heated, but you're like, this is why when we have when we start to work with people where they feel so disconnected from themselves and from their bodies and you look at what what has been happening for so long is that now we're like we're trying to be other people so that we are accepted or that we are we are loved more that we belong um and and when you look at the the grand scheme of things like we are like we're respecting we're respecting each other we're here together like but yet we don't all need, because when you're not like me, I get like, I feel like I need to defend myself or I feel like I can't be if you're not like me. That's not true. That's yeah. not your fault. That's <laughs> not your responsibility. It's not? No. That <sighs> I am not comfortable in who I am and what I believe. And because if I'm uncomfortable, 
and I don't know that I'm significant and that I like have a purpose if I don't know these things because if I do actually really do believe these things about myself like it's not going to be your fault for for like me feeling uncomfortable in a situation it's not going to be your fault and so I feel like we we fall into those those categories or not even those categories but the bummer is that when that happens, then there's other people who feel the same way and then everybody gets together. And then when everybody gets together that feels that way that like, it's your fault that I don't feel purposeful or significant, then there's these rallies and then it's you and me, this and that. And then there's this divide where, I mean, both sides obviously have a part to play, but a lot of the time it starts with you. Mm. And when you even read the definition or even you're just saying the definition out loud and, you know, playing like actually playing that role and believing that. Um, I remember when, uh, I was, I was driving down the, the road. Um, and it was, I remember where I was, it was like a super sunny day. And I had this, this like overwhelming feeling of that I am alive for the benefit of other people. Gosh, Chantel, that's arrogant. I am so arrogant. <laughs> Those of you that know me <laughs> oozes from me. Um, where I really was like, wow, is that, what is, what is that even like? What is not, what does that mean? But I'm alive for the benefit of other people. It's like, is that no, because it's not arrogant because you are also, it's not arrogant, yeah, <laughs> but it sounds that way. You are also alive for the benefit of other people. Like I'm benefiting you. You are also benefiting me. Like we are mutually in this. Like I benefit from your life. Yeah. You benefit from my life. I I benefit from your life when you're playing the significant and purposeful mm-hmm. lead role in the story yes. of your life. Yes. 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 And so this is where things could get a little, not hairy, but... Um, they do so here comes the shaver (laughs) was that a dad joke probably (laughs) dad's way in was that a dad joke was that a dad joke dads are like yeah Chantel that was great and they're writing it down right now I wonder how many dads listen to our podcast I don't know yeah yeah. If you're a dad out there, let us know if you're listening. No, if you're listening. <laughs> All dads out and there listening. was that a dad joke? <laughs> yeah. Cody says yes. It was totally a dad mm. joke. Um, I even forgot where I was even going with that. Bring me back, Lou. Bring me I back. I said um, that uh, unless you're like you're you're benefiting me when you're playing the significant and purposeful lead role in the story of your life. Yeah. Gosh, I can't. And then you said and then it gets hairy and then you brought out the shaver. <laughs> So if we, if we are really playing that and if I am, okay, yeah, here it comes. There it is. Yeah. Bringing it back. There you go. Um, Found it. If I do, if I do play that and, but my, the, the role in my life is not just as a consumer. True story. Right. So the purposeful and lead role is not just to consume things. It's not just to buy things. It's not just to eat things. It's not just to consume people. Mm. We live definitely in, in like a day and age where it is like, I have needs. You're going to fulfill my needs. Mm. And then I might go to somebody else. I have needs. You are also, I'm going to use you to fulfill my needs. Sorry folks. Like let's start there and really look at like, okay. You see how serious her face is right now. <laughs> okay, folks. Dude, I got, I got serious because I'm like, <laughs> it's just, I think that it's, it, we've given ourselves permission because we do have needs and we've given ourselves permission to use other people for those needs, to fulfill those needs. And that's, one, it's not healthy, but then two, it leads and leaves that person believing that that is all that they're good for. And that is not true. And so are we good at things that can help other people? Most definitely. Are we good at things that can help people feel better about themselves that could actually fulfill a need? Yes. But is that the only reason why we are here? No, it's not. Yeah. Um, but if I'm, if I'm doing that, it's what 
if you look at like if if you are alive for the benefit of me and I am alive for the benefit of you and when I say that it's just obviously because you and I are sitting across from one another but if my life is for the benefit of all humans mm. what am I doing yeah you know like what am I doing with my life and then vice versa you know the other side where if they are alive like we're we're like we're missing out on a lot of people and a lot of people and how amazing a lot of people are because they don't know where to go or what to do. Yeah. And I think so many people, um, the more I think maybe there's probably there's probably a few questions that we ask that you can watch. Um, you can watch women's eyes well with tears mm-hmm. and really asking women, especially um you know, in a culture these days where it's do more, have more value, um, you know, the glorification of being busy and tired and, you know, you're so amazing if you only have to, you know, we've, we pride ourselves on being able to like, I only need six hours of sleep a night. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, where, where we really, forget women forget that oh my gosh I actually need to take care of myself because when I take care of myself I'm better for everybody else but sometimes uh not sometimes a lot of times we've gotten this a little bit backwards where if I meet enough people's needs then maybe they'll see that I'm meeting their needs and then they'll they'll come and fill my cup Mm. you know if everybody sees that my cup's, cup's empty maybe they'll come and fill my cup but there's there's a place where we have to be willing to take time to fill our cups in a way that it is not needing someone else to fill my cup or Mm -hmm. needing someone to know that you need to come and fill my cup. Mm -hmm. Granted that's relationship and understanding how we feel loved and what our love language is, whether it's quality time, words of affirmation, um, uh, gifts, uh, physical touch or acts of service. Mm-hmm. If you haven't ever taken the love language test, you should take it. It's very helpful because it can help you learn a lot about you. And then if you're not accustomed to what it is that you do need and what makes your cup f- feel filled, then sometimes we're just hoping other people guess mm-hmm. what makes us feel most loved. Yeah. And then we're trying to guess what other people's are or what ours are. And then I never have the opportunity to actually say, this is what I need. Like, oh my gosh, I, I, mm-hmm. I really appreciate words of affirmation. I had no idea, mm-hmm. you know, or quality time or, you know, whatever, whatever it is. But if you haven't taken that, you should take it. It's mm-hmm. a really amazing test. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea where I was going with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, being it's about good. women in, in culture and being, you know, getting so busy that we, we forget to, to take care of ourselves. But I'm coming back to the question mm-hmm. of tears. That's yeah, what it was. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good. I I, I want to like just just a second on that, which you know when you do look at the need and the need being fulfilled, like sometimes we believe that our needs are actually something that is like to fulfill like an addiction or to like numb pain, mm. where it's like a need, like your like numbing pain is not a need. Like if you are, but that's also like goes along with obviously knowing but yourself. I need to go shopping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so you look at that and it's like, what, and not where did we go wrong there? But we do, we talk about that as if it's something that, no, you don't understand. I do need this. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, okay, there's, there's a much bigger picture, but yeah. you know, like well, I need hours in a week where I'm actually just completely in solitude and I mm-hmm. it's just me and myself mm-hmm. doesn't have to be very long but I realize wow I'm way better with humans when I just take a little bit of time mm-hmm. to not be social for there to not be noise and for there just to be mm-hmm. quiet but I'm it took me a really long I mean it took me I mean I think I learned this maybe like last year or two mm-hmm. years ago that oh my gosh I'm not really grumpy and annoyed with humanity I haven't spent any time by myself, whether it's because we work in a gym all the time. My best friend is my roommate and some of my other really great friends live next door and there's always something going on and there's always something happening that like, oh, I actually need to take care of my soul Mm -hmm. and go be in solitude by myself. And that's, that's important, obviously, for your person. The difference between that and I need a drink 
at the end, I need a glass <laughs> yeah. of wine at the end of my day to calm me down or I need a joint to calm my anxiety so that I can sleep at night or I need a pill to get me through this conversation with this person or I need to you know sleep with someone so that I can get over my ex mm. or I need to watch pornography because I have needs to fulfill like this release or this desire that's in my body mm. like that is not what we're talking about and so I feel like there's a confusion in the world even like with happiness and like do whatever makes you happy so then that you shut up and you don't cause a ruckus or you don't actually fight for something which is where it ends up being right where it's just we just are no longer feeling but yeah so that's yeah. that's good that is that's so different um yeah. recognizing that need unto your best or the need unto your fear of actually feeling yeah or just thinking that people are driving you crazy and you're like it actually has nothing to do with these people it has everything to do with me totally and me being so disconnected from what i do need mm -hmm. or what what's what would be really helpful in certain moments like oh that's I had no idea <laughs> I thought that it was just I was really impatient on Thursdays you yeah. know I <laughs> <laughs> um, darn those Thursdays yeah but but coming back to that that question of um that what I was saying those questions that like make women's eyes well up with tears but really asking women the question of what are you good at Mm -hmm. Like what makes your heart burn? What, what makes your heart come alive? What do you feel really passionate about? Mm -hmm. And for so many, it's a really hard question to ask. And then the gravity of the question is like, oh my gosh, I don't know the answer anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, which I, I think was one of my greatest desires to, um, to do camp 17 and to work on a, on a deeper level um, with people, um, outside of just having a gym that was only about fitness, but really getting to dig a little bit deeper about what those things are so that, you know, we can use fitness as a tool to sort of help wake those things up and ask those hard questions and, um, and allow there to be some confrontation when it comes to, okay, so what are you doing about these things? Mm -hmm. Um, and so that question of saying like, how do you want to change the world? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then realizing like, I have no idea, but then coming back, like, I don't know if you're, if you're listening right now and you're thinking, I have no idea, mm -hmm. I have no idea. Sometimes the easiest thing to come back to is what are you good at? Um, or even what, um, what did you put away as a child? Because like maybe you were a really good artist, but your parents told you that it wasn't going to make much money or you should stop dancing because you're, you look silly mm -hmm. or, um, you know, whatever, whatever that is. Like you should definitely go to medical school because so, it's going to make way more money than being a writer, but you really love to write. And mm -hmm. so coming back to those things that we've sometimes, um, put away, you know, mm -hmm. and sometimes we subconsciously end up in careers because, we just really want to help people in the way that we maybe needed help, mm -hmm. you know, when we were younger. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Cause I, you look at, you look at what keeps, you know, us in, in not, not necessarily in a place, but I remember like when in, in the same place or keeps our dreams, like as a young kid, you know, I obviously was really fortunate enough to, uh, I started karate when I was so young and it was something that I wanted to do. And I, I knew that with, with practicing martial arts and seeing, you know, even helping people with, with kicking and punching and like the greater, there's, there's much more life lessons involved with, with karate that is beyond learning self-defense. And, um, it goes, it definitely goes hand in hand. And can we do a podcast on that sometime of you, like the life lessons of a six degree black belt? Yeah. Okay. Of course. I would I'd really love to. love to do that. <laughs> of course. Um, and you, I, I just, I remember thinking like, gosh, like when I was kicking and punching, there was like this, it's not really, it's not fantasy, but it is this visualization that you have like in your mind when you are, because that's where that happens. Just in case you guys didn't know that when you visualize things that happens in your mind. <laughs> I said that as if it was like, huh. um, where you think about those things and, and they, 
you know, kicking and punching and doing katas, you have, you're picturing this person in your mind or you're picturing this movement in your mind or this peaceful state and you are then allowing your body to even act it out. And so it's like this, uh, you're able to use your imagination in a way that is that is actually cultivated in mm. even in movement, not just I want you to sit there and think about this. Um, you picture it in your mind and then you're going through the motions. And so I feel like it was such a beautiful parallel of even like a reality of what I wanted to do could actually happen mm. because it was something that was in my mind, but yet I was acting it out. And it was in my mind and I was doing it. Mm. And then now, like, I look back and I, I, you and I had this conversation the other day where I was like, wow, like, I actually really do feel like I am doing what I always thought I would do. It just looked different. Yeah. You know, it's not like I, I always knew that I wanted to be in front of people. I always knew I wanted to use my body. I always knew that I wanted to inspire people. And I always had this picture of what it would look like. Obviously, it's looking different because there's different avenues now, but it was never, I wasn't ever told, like my mom never told me that I couldn't be, she wasn't, it wasn't like that, you can be whatever you want to be when you grow up. It was like, what do you want to do? You know, and so she always, she championed me in even just like wanting to be a stunt double or wanting to teach or wanting to own my own karate studio or, you know, she was always like it was never like oh but you can't do this because of this and you can't she never ever ever said that to me and so I really think about like the people who do things that they're they're doing things now because people told them that they could do it and so they're only doing it because people told them that they couldn't Hmm. um or the other way around you know where like those that were told that they were going to be doing all these things but then they just rebelled against what they were told that they needed to do just so that they were rebelling. Mm -hmm. And, and so it's when you, when you say like, what makes your heart sing and what are you good at? Like you can even be, you can say like, you know, there's people out there that are like good at making money. Like you're just good at it. It becomes easy to you. Um, but then a lot of it will be like people are like, well, th- I'm good at this, but this won't make anybody money or this doesn't do anything. But that's that's not necessarily true. It just doesn't look like what you think it's going to look like. Yeah. Yeah. Or it will have an impact in another way. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to go back to what you're talking about with the kata and like this thing that you were seeing in your mind and it didn't just happen in your body. Mm-hmm. Like you all of a sudden didn't win world championship after world championship after world championship because you saw it in your mind. Mm -hmm. It took time, practice, failure, Mm -hmm. but we want losing, getting 11th place. Right. Yeah. It's, (laughs) it's the, it's the willingness to stick with it even when it gets hard or like, I'm not really sure what this is going to look like. You know, like the day we decided like, Hey, we should try this thing. Like you're really good at what you do and I'm pretty good at what I do. Like maybe let's not pretty good. You're really good at what you (laughs) did. Thank you. Anyway, thank you. Let's like mash this together and see what this business could be. Like, Mm -hmm. let's try it. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. we're moving into year five and things are still here. We both still, have jobs and Mm -hmm. you know food on the table and and things like Mm -hmm. that so but it but your kata didn't come it didn't just happen yeah no it took your discipline your time your practice Mm -hmm. um and and learning and learning and learning where just because we're good at it doesn't mean that we don't have to take you know not take any risks and like not fail and Mm -hmm. not practice and sometimes i think when when we say like, what, what do you want to do with your life or how do you want to change the world? We always think that it has to be because we live in a culture of social media. We live in a culture where everything is, is grandiose Mm -hmm. and all the lives on TV are these grand lives that like you can only change the world in some way that's huge and grand Mm -hmm. when it's really just loving the people in front of you yeah, and creating discipline in your life to be better at the things that you actually want to be good at and, and going after the things that you, that you do want to do, but it takes, Mm -hmm. it takes time, right? Mm -hmm. You and I didn't arrive at, uh, this gym and it didn't not come with sacrifice and with blood, sweat and tears and with, 
you know, I, I remember when I opened my first gym ever, I ate a lot of bean burritos from La Burrita because they were really cheap and mm-hmm. it's what I could afford mm-hmm. because, because I knew where I wanted to go. I, kn- I knew that it could look something like this, but all those years ago I had no idea, mm-hmm. but I knew I really wanted to help people. Mm-hmm. And I knew that fitness was a really good way of doing that. Mm-hmm. And so the evolution of it, I'm so glad that my business isn't what I thought it should be, you know, 15 years down the road oh my gosh, because me too. I would have missed out on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, me being <laughs> one of being them, your friend. <laughs> um, but I do, I have a, I had a 10 year list or like I had a 10 year goal list of what it was. And mm-hmm. it was, you know, how to have a gym that was filled with, you know, all sorts of stuff. It was not doing what I'm doing now, mm-hmm. but obviously through time and the evolution of my own growth, that's where I am now. And I couldn't imagine being anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And so knowing that, that if I'm, if I'm willing to grow and I'm willing to say, okay, what are the things that I'm good at? Like mm-hmm. these are uh, these things I'm not so good at. Okay. I'm going to start delegating these things. I'm not going to do these things. I'm going to try to be better at the things that I can be better at. And mm-hmm. then sometimes out of necessity, like, okay, I got to be good at using Squarespace and, <laughs> you know, random computer programs because that's, you know, what's needed. Yeah. Um, but so often I think we want we want to see something in the world and we, we wait for someone else to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like why aren't these people doing this? And why isn't this person doing this? And why aren't these people? And why isn't the government doing this? And why isn't the president doing this? And why isn't the local gov- government doing this? And why aren't teachers doing this? And you know, why, why aren't other, uh, other people doing these things? Mm-hmm. And in fact, we're actually sitting in our houses on our keyboards mm-hmm. typing all of these things that we think other people should be doing, but we ourselves aren't doing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then you're like, okay, but great. So what are you doing to like aid in the world mm-hmm. instead of hoping that someone else is going to do it? Because if we're mm-hmm. all sitting back hoping that someone else is going to do it, we're all sitting back and hoping someone else mm-hmm. is going to do it. And then no one's, no one's doing anything. So where can we start with something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Cause it does, it, it does bring, bring you back to a, a place of like, everybody's yelling, you know, everybody's yelling, everybody's saying all, because there are things that like, that happen we yell about. that we need to yell about that we really do. We need to say like, no, like this is, this is not, this is not what we're doing. You know, this is not, this is not how how to treat people. These are, there are injustices where we do need to get fired up because that fire in our belly is going to actually like fuel us doing something. Mm -hmm. But meanwhile, we do, we have these outlets where the fuel starts to, or the fire starts to build. And then we just spew all of this hate and all of these words everywhere. But it, but what happens is it's not, it's not a matter of because if you really were to look at it and you were to do something about it, it would take discipline yeah. because it's not going to happen right away. Yeah. It's going to take discipline and it's going to take sacrifice. It's why people, it's why you look at, uh, you look at that just, you know, our industry, you look at the fitness industry and why things are like, okay, these, a challenge that is like, we're going to, you're going to lose a ton of weight in six weeks. Um, we're going to do this to your diet. We're going to do this to your workout schedule. This is what's going to happen. You're going to take this pill. You're going to cleanse yourself this way. Then all of a sudden you lose all this weight, but then where's the sustainability in that? It's not, I'm not saying that that's like that you're yelling at yourself and that's like the equivalent of yelling at yourself, but it is the equivalent of making something happen really fast that you want, that you want right now and you get it. And then what happens? Because the product of where you were isn't because of, of the fact that you weren't doing something or you were doing something. It's a matter of discipline and it's a matter of, it's just like when you were talking about the kata and it's not just time in, it's like passionate time in it's like the passionate hours it's the connected hours yeah because I can guarantee you if I started karate and I just went through and I just went through the motions learned all the moves you could teach somebody you know this is kind of crazy somebody who is really dedicated you could teach them 
everything that they needed to know to get their black belt in one year. Like in the system that I that I grew up in. And even then, if you got somebody that was really talented, you could probably do it in six months. So you're saying I could have a black belt in six months? <laughs> I'm saying that you could have a black belt in six months. In a sense that it would look like you would know all the moves, but then it's not about knowing the moves. But you don't know that until you have all the moves and you're like, what do I do with all this? Yeah. You know? It's like it's, memorizing the book but taking nothing. Yeah. And taking, there's no, yeah, there's no, there's no lesson, no experience. There's no, uh, there's no like marinating. There's, it's like, it's like putting it in a microwave when there was actually like a natural process of, but yet we do that. You know why we do that? We do that because it sells. We do that because people buy it because people that just want a black belt to say that they have a black belt could go places and get their black belt in 18 months Mm -hmm. and pay seven thousand dollars for it and or you could go through a program that you get your black belt in you could pay five years thousand dollars it would cost you seven thousand dollars to get a black belt in 18 months uh some people have programs like that and that's actually kind of cheap wow yeah that's crazy yeah it's it's nuts i don't even know like the math of what i my parents actually paid for me to get my black belt but i could only imagine because obviously there was because it was over how long of a period of time five years 30 years Oh, to get just to get my black belt. Yeah, uh, yeah, five years. Five years. Yeah, but you're six degree, thirty years. Yeah. No, you're five. No, you're eight. How old were you? I was eight when I started. Eight. Twelve so when I got my black years. belt. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. That's, yeah, that's discipline. It is. It's discipline, but yet I it's, can guarantee you, I just didn't show up and things happened to me. Yeah. No. You know, like it was. There was an investment of. Like doing the same thing over and over again, which could drive some people absolutely nuts. Yeah. But it wasn't actually doing the same thing over and over again. It was doing things, the same movement that might look over and over again, but it was becoming honed. Yeah. You know, it's like, but people don't have the patience to hone things anymore because they're like, I've got other things to do. Yeah. I don't, I want the black belt, but yet. I don't know, really want to earn it. I just want to say that I have it. Yeah. And we do the same thing with life with even like what we're talking about, like taking risk and doing something that you, that you want or that you dream of, or like, this is what makes my heart come alive, but yeah. I'm going to have to get funding. I'm going to have to find a ranch. I'm going to have to get a boring all, job. Yeah. I'm going to have to get all these things, but then the consistency isn't, um, you know, like the consistent paycheck isn't there. And yeah. then what am I going to do? Yeah. And in, in all reality, like that is a lot of the questions that we have about our life and why we are where we are in our life are answered if we just look at how we respond to difficult things yeah. or things that look a little scary. Yeah. And by responding, like maybe sticking with it. Yeah. Right. The yeah. very first CrossFit gym I ever had, uh, back in 2006, uh, I named it, which whenever you come up with like a, a, a business name, make sure that it's easy to spell. <laughs> Um, and I noticed this early on, uh, and, uh, and there's nothing wrong with like having struggle of spelling. It's just finding things that it was called CrossFit allegiance because uh, the word allegiance meant to bind yourself to a course of action. And I loved what that meant because it did, it take, it took dedication and commitment and, and sticking with it and staying with it, even when it gets hard, even when it gets boring, even Mm -hmm. when it's monotonous, um, but I'm going to stick with it. But man, I had purchased like every misspelled way that you could spell allegiance. I had, I had bought all the URLs so that people could like fumble upon it, like spell it wrong and wrong and still have it, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was back in the days of, you know, people writing you checks for their memberships and, um, and, uh, and, you know, I'd watch people like they'd spell the CrossFit and then they'd do the A L and then you could see there was this like pause of like <laughs> two L's, one L E G I, you know, and you yeah. could see it and I was like, okay, I got to come up with a different name. Here. This <laughs> yeah. is, this is not working. <laughs> um, but, but finding those things that like, if you're not interested in it and you're only in where you are to just make a lot of money it's going to be miserable and you're totally going to hate it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's only going to last so long mm-hmm. because if you are about money and the profit first, you're going to have problems. Mm-hmm. But if you're about people, profit will come. 
Mm-hmm. It just will. Mm-hmm. It's that is it is the byproduct because you love what you're doing. You want to be doing what you're doing. You're you're in it for the right reasons because ultimately we're in this world to be in this world with people, not to take from people or to get from people or to um, bamboozle people and you know manipulate people and. Mm-hmm. That, that's not why we're here mm-hmm. and so that piece comes so if you're like I don't really know what to do I don't know where to start I know I want my own business I know I want to do something to change the world like start with the place that you're good at mm-hmm. and then if you're like not really sure what you're good at go back to what are the things that you love to do as a kid mm-hmm. and then then work from there and that's that that can totally help mm-hmm. you know um and and I think it's just that is a really great place to start. Yeah. Even yeah. if you don't totally know what that is. But then also being willing to not want all of it right now. Because some of you have really big vision, but you haven't put in the time. Um, you're not ready for the big vision yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you haven't you haven't realized that like, you know, cleaning toilets if if cleaning toilets is beyond you you're not ready for great leadership yet <laughs> you're just not like no. I, you're just not I remember um when I w- lived in Hawaii I was at this I was um this big like worldwide missions organization and I was uh cl- there was a day we were just like really cleaning up the campus and the founders of this organization are uh, man they're in their 70s 80s maybe now and we're cleaning up uh, the campus, and all of a sudden, I'm I'm cleaning a ba- I'm in cleaning a bathroom in this cafe, and I am uh, I'm on a sabbatical from work. I'm 30, 30, 31 years old, and I'm in there cleaning this bathroom. And I'm not kidding you, the woman who is in her 70s, who is the founder of this worldwide organization, who obviously did not see herself above cleaning toilets, literally came into the bathroom, got on her hands and knees and started scrubbing the toilet while I was cleaning the sink. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'll do that. And she said, no, like I'm, I am not above. I'm not above this. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, that snap is so powerful. And I was like, I never, ever, ever want to think that I am above cleaning a toilet, scrubbing a floor. Mm-hmm. Do do we have people that clean our gym because that's helpful? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I am not against cleaning the toilet. Yeah. And so finding finding people and places where you can serve someone else's vision so that you can start learning what it is to serve someone else's vision or mm-hmm. to, to serve in general. Mm-hmm. Like if you're above service, you're not ready for leadership. Yeah. Because so you do, you're not you're not going to know what it is to start from the bottom and move up mm-hmm. because you you haven't struggled yet. Yeah, because you <laughs> because the struggle is real. Like I'm going to value my business so much more when I'm like, oh my gosh, I ate peanut butter and jelly sandwiches all the time because I was trying to save money mm-hmm. than if I just all of a sudden had grand success and and didn't have to. Mm-hmm. struggle a day in my life in my business and mm-hmm. then I don't know what to do when I'm like oh I have to eat peanut butter and jelly again like I don't really know what to do I never had to eat peanut butter and jelly before yeah <laughs> and it's, it's that cool place of even realizing like the benefit that what you're doing like what you actually are doing is is benefiting other people's lives yeah and so and but it's it's almost like you are you're you're stewarding that that vehicle like the vehicle of like even teaching karate when I taught karate it wasn't ever about it was like a vehicle for life skills Mm. it was never about like building little ninjas (laughs) like it really (laughs) wasn't like we weren't training them to go to war like we weren't we weren't doing any of those things like we were it was a vehicle for life skills Mm. and so it and there are so many cool analogies that go along with that okay, with, we're just with karate. I know, really. You need to start writing down all your ideas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for <laughs> real. Um, 
but then when you look at that, it's like it's stewarding that vehicle. Mm. You know, it's taking care of it. Like I even think about here where like the little things that people would think like, oh, my gosh, like that's so annoying, like cleaning the cobwebs or taking out the trash or things where you're like, gosh, we need to get people for this because I'm too, you know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm above it. Where like, no, if it needs to be done, you just do it. You know, like if, if it needs to be done, you'll, you'll just do it and you actually will do it joyfully. You won't do it with a headache or with any of these like, oh, here I go again. Sometimes I don't want to take out the trash. Well, yeah. Sometimes it's like, (laughs) it's just like sometimes you don't want to go work out or sometimes I don't want to eat broccoli and chicken. I want to eat macaroni and cheese and Oreos, Oreos, Mm -hmm. right? Oreos, Oreos are my always my go-to. Thanks mom. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks mom. But those are things that are like. Yeah, I I can look at those and know that there's a balance where I'm not always going to want to steward what I have. You know, it doesn't make me a bad person. And when I say that, I mean, like, I'm not always going to want or I'm not always going to take care of what I have to its absolute fullest and without without a few dings and dents here and there. But I got to tell a story, guys. Okay, so Chantel is really, really, really good at taking care of things. (laughs) <laughs> like really good, and so a few years ago when oh we became gosh, roommates, tell this story. she pulled out this. Um, okay, so most of you that are maybe like in your thirties, forties, um, early thirties, mid, you know, you guys remember Pentel, and they had yes, those Pentel. They had those markers that came in the yellow, like it kind of opened up like a book, and it like had a little snap on it, and then it had all those beautiful markers. Um, she was like, oh my gosh, I've had this for since junior high. And I was like, you still have those? That's insane. Guys, I used the markers the other day. They still work. Yep. Stewardship, baby. Oh my gosh. That's like, those are like 20 year old markers. Uh huh. And they store more than 20 year old markers. Mm-hmm. And they and still And you better believe work. it that I used them. I didn't just like keep them on the shelf. Keep them on the shelf because I didn't want to use them. Because that's another thing. Like, yeah. don't not like just not using things because we're afraid we're going to use it up. Mm-hmm. You know, like not expending energy because we're afraid that we might lose it up. You're not a battery. Mm-hmm. I read that in a book once. And I'm like, that's so good. I don't remember mm-hmm. what the book so was, good. but he's like, humans act like they're batteries that if they expend energy, they're going to like get a low battery. But the more energy we expend and the more things that we like, the more we take care of ourselves and do stuff, we actually feel better. Mm-hmm. Like I know the days where I did stuff I am not good at. Like I always <laughs> feel like a boss when I do something like administrative where I sit at the computer all day and I go to the bank and then I go to the grocery store. I'm just like, oh, yes, because true action is different than busyness. Mm-hmm. Like a, like doing things and pretending like you're doing things just to be busy to try to get the list done. Mm-hmm. Those are two completely different things and they do completely different things to your energy level. Mm-hmm. Like me doing those things is so much better than me like drudging through my, oh, well, I probably should get that done. I probably should get that done instead of being like, okay, these are the things that need to get done and I'm going to do them. Mm-hmm. And then there's a difference and then there's just... I got to be busy because I should be busy. Yeah. You know, and they, they feel different. They feel different in our system. They steal energy when we're just being busy mm-hmm. instead they, of they, just taking action. They like, well, and they affect the world differently too. Yes. Right. When you're just like doing things to, to keep busy, to like, it's Milk another shake, way of multitasking. Yeah. It's another way of distracting yourself from really doing what needs to be done, which really doing what needs to be done is probably a little, might be a little scary. There might be some confrontation. There might be some risk. There might be, so we would rather complain about our job that makes us a lot of money, but yet we hate it and we spend 10 hours a day there. And then the rest of the time, what we're doing is we are, we're recovering from that hate, Mm -hmm. you know, with sleep and with vacation and all these things. But really we're just like, we are then having the this like lump sum of our life that we are enduring until we retire or until we do something else, right? And so, but the crazy part is when you see that and you look back at, we'll look back at those seasons of our life, you know, if that season is from 35 to 55, when you are 65 years old, you'll look back and go like, oh man, like, I was in I was in my prime but I was worried about all these things and all I could worry about was making money and like saving all this money. And we're not saying that making money and like saving things is is bad, but it's like what what is it unto? And it's a lot of the time it's unto time that you actually never get back. Yeah. 
you know, that's, that's what ends up happening. And there's no guarantee for those days that are ahead. There's no guarantee that you are going to be in great health at 65 and you're actually going to be right. So like we're trying to survive seasons for once this season passes, then I'll start thriving. mm -hmm. But instead I just survive season after season, after season, after season waiting Mm -hmm. for that one season that's hopefully going to come because I think it's going to be better. Like Mm -hmm. once my kids get out of the house, then, then, Mm -hmm. you know, once this happens, once this happens, and then we're literally living from survival season to survival season to survival season because we don't know how to thrive in the midst of the chaos and the struggles Mm -hmm. and the, um, the season that we're in right now Mm -hmm. and survival actually will rob you of joy mm-hmm. and it's really really hard on your body mm-hmm. um just living in that state is just it's like a, a hotbed for disease mm-hmm. because it's just very stressful yeah and so i think one of my most favorite things that happens in camp 17 Tell i me. mean other than like when women are like i'm getting off my antidepressants i'm getting off my sleep medication like my sex life is so much better um i'm i'm losing weight and i'm like not even trying i'm just like loving my body um or can you believe what i did my favorite is when women literally say you know what i have quit i quit my job mm-hmm. i've been miserable for 20 years at this job mm-hmm. because we're gonna tell them in camp either decide you want to be there and find some great things about being there or get out Mm-hmm. Like yeah. choose yeah. either if, if you're going to be there, be there. You wonder why not, your back hurts, but yet <laughs> you complain about your job every day, all the time. <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah. it's like, okay. And so, and so we'll have women that are like, oh my gosh, I just quit my job. I am so excited. I have, this is what I'm going to do. Or some people are like, I'm not sure what's next, but I definitely have some plans. Mm-hmm. And so that is actually one of my most favorite things that and women who get pregnant who haven't been able to get pregnant for a long time. That's like some of my most favorite stuff. Yeah. Um, but mine too. If you're not sure where to start in this whole, like what is playing the significant and purposeful lead role in the story of your life? Here's some questions for you. Okay. So one, what makes your heart burn? Mm -hmm. Is it orphans? Is it, um, animals? Is it old people? Is it veterans? Um, is it, uh, health and wellness? Is it, um, the elderly, I might've mm-hmm. just said that already. Mm-mm. Um, okay. Uh, is it the foster care system? Is it immigration? Is it, mm-hmm. um, you know, what are those things that like, that you feel like indignation rise up in you? Like mm-hmm. it, it creates like this ooh, in you. What are those, what are those things that do that for, for me, a lot of times for a lot of times, for a lot of people, it's those places where you yourself have been, the mm-hmm. experiences that you've had. I have known what it is to be a woman who felt numb and lost inside and knowing that there was a woman inside of me dying to get out and I didn't know what to do. And so it was just a journey of like, how, how do I do this? I don't really know. Um, and it And it looks a lot of different ways. And so being in this area like okay how can we use fitness to help women like kind of wake up in life and so being able to do that has has really helped so you know what makes your heart burn what are you passionate about Mm -hmm. um even asking the question of like how do you how do you want to change the world yeah and then if time and money were of no object like if you had all the time and all the money in the world what would you do what would you do with that and that's not like running off to you know the Caribbean Barbados and yeah, yeah. and <laughs> and, and uh, traveling traveling the world and not having know, to be with people at all exactly <laughs> most most people what they do though you look at that and I feel like that desire when we ask women that and then that's what they say really they're just overwhelmed they're overwhelmed and their need for for relaxation and their need for direction is very like on the forefront. And so there's like, there's healing that even needs to immediately happen where it's like, no, that's not good or no. But it's like from those feelings and those desires, like learn from that. Like if your, if your idea for, or your heart, like you want adventure and you want to go on vacation, like say like, okay, like 
I probably need to like find time. It'd make the world a better place if I went for a relaxing vacation. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Go on your vacation. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then and then what would you do with all that money? Yeah. And then obviously if time because you you look at it and money and time are the two things that uh will are not our excuse, but they are a reason for keeping us from action most most of the time. Yeah. I don't have the time or I don't have the money. And they're that that's totally valid. Yeah, they are. But then have you ever let yourself outside of that of that boundary of that restriction and still dream? Yeah. Yeah. And so the the last two things is so you want a an equestrian um, an equestrian like you know you need 5 acres with all of these horses that you can bring um, the elderly and preschool kids out and, you know, help a generation, um, you know, come back together and for older people to be able to be playful again and for younger kids to learn the wisdom of old people. But like you don't have five million dollars to do that right now. What is what could you do tomorrow mm-hmm. that would help move that move you in that direction? Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's like, oh, well, I'm going to go volunteer at a preschool. Or I'm going to go volunteer with the elderly mm-hmm. or I'm going to, you know, go volunteer on an equestrian farm where they're using horses to help people or, you know, those places where we can where where we can begin somewhere mm-hmm. and being able to see that so we can start to to know. And if you're not sure, you know, go try some things, go mm-hmm. go hang out with older people and listen to their stories, because a lot of them are really, really lonely mm-hmm. and um and so, you know, what does that what does that look like, and how how can you how can you do that? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and some people some people don't you think would say like, you know, with that I I want to I want to go back to school, and like fo- follow the thread. I want to go back to school so I can become a doctor. Why do you want to make a become a doctor so that I can make more money? So usually there's there's the kind of doctor that wants to make a bunch of money, and there's the kind of doctor that wants to help people. You know, and so you look at like there's the kind of there's the the dream that makes you more money just to make more money. It's just a vehicle to make you more money. Or there's the dream that actually helps people that ultimately will change the world, which, yeah. you know, you you look at like the consumer, the consumer part that we had talked about earlier where there is there's. But you still learn from from those desires that you have where if that is a desire, gosh, OK, like there's there could be places that you came from where you're like gosh I grew up not having a lot of money so this would actually this is important for me because money means I could do I have freedom money yeah. means that I have food on the table you know and I want that for my kids and yeah. right and so there's there's a lot there's a conversation that you can have with yourself or your spouse or your friends that could really you could learn a lot about yourself by answering all these questions and then there's one last step to this that we feel is so important and that is to share your dreams with people. Mm. Yes. Like tell somebody about what you want to do because then you become accountable to the dream instead of letting it just stay up in your head or dwell in your heart. And then you never have to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. So maybe you just go live on Instagram or Facebook and you just are like, hey, I need to get this out there. I want to tell people what I want to do because the really cool thing about your dreams is sometimes you have someone else that comes along or other people that are like, oh my gosh, me too. Yeah. That's like how, that's how you camp. and I. Yeah. That's how you and I started working together. Yep. Like, oh my gosh, you too. Okay, great. Let's try this thing. Yeah. You know, or you might have a bunch of people. Um, we have a lady who in camp shared about how um, she really loves to pick up trash. And it was this kind of funny story that she um, had told where she was like, I, I love to pick up trash. And she's like, I know that sounds totally silly. And, um, and so she kind of typed it down in our Facebook group and she's like, I just see people, you know, I, I love to pick up trash and I love my city. And so I just see people gathering and we're all wearing like the same sweatshirts, the same hats and, and we're just picking up the city. And so we, she shared this in camp 17 cause they shared their dream in camp and all these women were like, that's so incredible. We would love to see this happen. We would love to help you. And eight weeks later, she had her first um, trash pickup. And she now has like a well-known local organization in town that sometimes is like a full-time job for her. Where yeah, she's it's called Rogue Love. It's called Rogue Love. And Trish she's, Wilcox. Yeah. yeah, she's helping clean up the city. 
But what's also happening is there's so many other fingers and arms of people that have the same vision or they have a heart for the homeless. And so they're all like coming together to to help people in in collaboration to Mm -hmm. this vision and this woman that was like, I know it sounds silly, but I like to pick up trash. And so just saying it out loud and saying, like, I know this might sound crazy. I know I might need 20 million dollars. But guess what, guys? Some people are really good at making money and somebody's going to might see your vision and be like, I want to get behind that. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. And so um, so answer those questions and then like tell people, Mm -hmm. tell people about it. So like tell the people that tell us about it. Yeah. Tell us about it. Yes. If you make a video or if you are. Yeah. Tag tag us. We would absolutely love. And it doesn't have to be something crazy, like some long. And when I say that, I don't mean like crazy as in like a really long video. It could be the absolute like most wild dream ever. We love the crazy big dreams, like for sure. Um, And and yet we we love to hear about it and other people are inspired by that yeah. you know they they really are like wow so and so did that i can do that too you know cuz sometimes we do we just need that little nudge and that is like we we need more inspiration through action yeah. you know we need more inspiration through doing things that scare us and it will i really do believe that it it would be a ripple effect that then in turn will really change the world and then you really do have that that space where you're like wow like you know am am i alive you can answer those questions like am i alive or why am i living why am i alive you know like why why am i here why am i alive because that is that's those are a lot of questions that people ask i was just know? thinking about a really good hashtag for it so for people to do it and it was like dear life i'm in heartburn <laughs> and i was like man that's probably not a good one but Antacid. like dear life i'm in podcast challenge and just share your dreams and and tell us what they are and like let's hear it it would be so amazing yeah yeah Yeah. so you can uh you can find us on where can they find us they can find us on instagram at camp.17 you can find us on facebook at camp 17 uh you can if you have any questions um or if you want to come and and see us uh we have different camps running at different times a year we have different workshops um so you can check out our website at www.camp-17.com uh you can find lou at Lush is it lucian it is, is lucian crenshaw okay l-u-c-i-a-n-n-e yep on instagram uh and then you can find me chantel.dayton um, on Instagram as well. We also have a YouTube channel that uh, has some videos on there of our girls in here working out and all sorts of really neat stuff. Yeah. So so we're actually located in Southern Oregon if you mm-hmm. listen yeah. from somewhere else. So thank you for joining us, for listening, and go out there and play the significant and purposeful lead role in the story of your life. Yeah. See you later. Yeah.